Welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, it's been a long six weeks since Eagles played the last game and what's looking like a season from hell where all our clubs could end up with a wooden spoon, the only way is up for the Eagles. Uh, So we're going to talk a lot about what's going on the last five, six weeks. Um, Welcome my co-host Dan and Wayne. How are you going, boys? Very good, thanks. Uh, good to be here during crazy season. Oh, it's crazy and a silly season, whatever you want to call it. Um, don't know what to believe sometimes when you turn the radio on or look on Facebook or Instagram or that. Uh, before we get into things, thanks Tommy all year at Plus Fitness, Subiaco, Hillary's and Gina Lup for being our sponsor. And go to Linktree where you can access all our socials, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and now TikTok. And you get all the episodes from there. All right, boys. We predicted half of these, but let's talk about the cuts first because we've got a lot to get through today. So for if you've been living under a rock, Petrescu, Seaton, Xavier O'Neill, Greg Clark, Luke Foley, Connor West, uh, Zaya Winder have not been offered contracts for next season and they join Nick Nat Nui, Luke Shui and Shannon Hearn who have retired. So it's nine players all up that we've overturned. So any surprises there? Oh, I, I was a bit surprised um, Greg Clark left, but then again, he wasn't given an opportunity in the position he's, he was recruited for. So, and it probably a little bit Connor West. I thought he really showed a lot of hardness that we lacked uh, during the year, but unfortunately he got that knee injury at the wrong time. So, um, yeah, and I thought before Luke Foley got his hamstring injury, I thought he was playing quite well. He was one of the young guys who was playing well for the um, seniors, but... Yeah, it's probably nothing really, nothing really surprising. I bet you thought, Dan. Yeah, uh, definitely not surprised. These were the players we thought would happen. A little bit disappointed. Two of the players Wayne mentioned was West and Clark. They're two I would have liked to keep, even just as depth players. They got a little bit more of that season mature body. Just even if they're not playing in the seniors, you've got that. Good players in Waffle, and they are very good Waffle players. Because right now you've cut them, they're going to go to another club. And to me, that's the disappointment. So not surprised they got cut. A little bit disappointed because I think they could have strengthened the squad as a whole. So if there's injuries, they can come in, play seniors. If not, they're in the seconds, teaching these young kids what's required and protecting them a little bit. They've got no protection at Waffle level. Well, Clark, he's got the unwarranted hit, um, record of 21 games with no wins. <laughs> um, poor bastard. Um, so unless he got picked up in the next delicit free agent thing and gets a win, he'll be. Um, I think he's uh, the last. Per- the last person was uh, Hawthorne's Barry Griffiths back in nineteen fifties to go twenty one losses without a game. Um, and can you name the other player that who hasn't tasted success yet? Jai Cully. Jai Cully. If you read the thing, I, I cheated. Been... I did read it. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised in that one. So, um, yeah, like you said, Pedreski Seaton, you know, he'd come over from Carlton, played predominantly back at Carlton, come over to West Coast, tried to play him as forward, didn't work. Uh, Clark, like we said it all the time with Clark, O'Neill, they play midfield at Waffle, they come up to um, they AFL and they play out of position. Mm. So, yeah. uh, no surprises. Uh, West has gone back to West Perth. He's the first person that's actually signed. So, um so don't be surprised if all of them go back to the original clubs. So, well, that's the nature of the business. Uh, 
you got to get cut at the end of the year, some people. And yeah. like we said, there's no surprises, but there was a couple of lucky people, I thought. Mm. I thought Callum Jamison, he's got an extra year, so he was pretty lucky. Um, and Zane True is still the only player at the Eagles who does not have a contract to this very day. He still does not have a contract. So they will make a decision on him after Wednesday if he's going to be on the rookie list, the main list, or they delist him. I can't see him getting cut. Mm. Not nines too deep. No, they need, so, to get, they need to get some players back somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about a couple of players that got in. Um, contracts, while we're talking about it, Waterman, um, well, he nearly went. He wasn't happy. I've heard different rumours that they might take him, in, turn him into a backman. So I don't know if that was part of the reason why he wasn't signing on or, or et cetera. But he signed on until end of 25. Jai Cully got the extra year and, you know, he probably won't play until mid-season with the ACL. Yeah. But he, he seemed really happy. He's cut off the dreads. Mm. He said, uh, new knee, new me. Yeah. Did you see that? Yes, I saw that. I thought it was pretty no, I missed that. <laughs> um, and he does look different without the dreads. Uh, Alex Wiverton, surprising, only got a one-year con- extension. I'm not surprised there. Well, You're not? I uh, thought I, I, was. I was. I was waiting for you to read it all out, but to me, the one I'm very surprised is with Jai Cully only one year. Everyone knows when you come back from a knee injury, it usually takes that one season to get up to your best. So what are they expecting with a one-year contract? Do you think they would have given him two to say, right, we're not going to see the best of him when he first comes back from that knee injury? The year after is when we can see his potential and what he can produce at AFL level. So I feel he's already behind the yardstick or whatever the saying is already, you know? I reckon it's to do more with. He's on a rookie list. Yeah. He can do an extra year. So he signed 18 months. So he can actually go two and a half to three years. So I think because he was on it, they keep him on it. Um, he's not going to be playing. So they keep him on a rookie list and then at the end of that contract, they have to upgrade him yep. or they cut him. So uh, that's the reason why I don't think they upgraded him as purely for that reason because he wasn't going to be taking up a list on the – even though rookies can play, hmm. he can um, – he's not taking up that extra spot. In the I, I don't even understand the purpose of the rookie list anymore. Well, they're going to be changing it. Like, they're going to be changing just it. make it a full list. Yeah. Like, what's the difference? They yep. can play. You don't have to and, get upgraded. And, and you can pay them what you want. So yeah. if you want to pay a percentage, you have to be paid 120000 Percentage have to be paid 120000 So like you said, it, I think they're going to change all that. Um, they tried to bring in a, a veterans list again where only half your salary was included. Uh, the clubs couldn't work out if it was going to be one or two players. So I don't, don't be surprised if that comes in next year. Just to give longevity to, you know, some of these are... I'll, I'll tell you what, Cats would have loved that. Hawkins aged like a fine wine. He wasn't a very good player in his 20s. No, he was it. a good player. He wasn't the best forward. Yep. He's, a, he's now, what, 36? Yeah. <laughs> and the last five to six years, he's dominated the AFL. He's one of the premier mm. backmen. He would have gone on the senior list at half bloody pay when he was about 30. And he's longevity. I said... To me, his best footy came after 30. So with that senior rule they bring in, some clubs will just reap the rewards because some players have durable bodies. Well, Pendleby, he'll play yeah, on he'll for another, another year. One? Yeah. Uh, Bunger could have probably played on another year. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, if you're only I think playing in our half position, though, no, it's more list spots. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. We saw the best of Witherden this year, I think. Yeah, and I was so surprised. And it was only because he had more responsibility with Hearn being injured for, what, five, six games, you know, Cole being injured. A lot of our, you know, there was injuries everywhere, but a lot of our backs got injured. And even Duggan had to be ripped out the back to play midfield to cover the midfield losses, you know what I mean? So Witherden got exposure in that position and played his best year. So I think that's the problem we are now. we got to... And I won't name names, but there's, see, there's senior players even this year that we might have the same problem. They might have to be removed from that so we see the better. Because it's, it's not about money anymore. It is about list positions and game time into these yep. events now. Um, and one that we want to finish off there on the contracts is uh, young Noah Long. That's good. He's uh, signed until the end of Brilliant. 2026. Yeah, that's a great sign. And he could be the deciding factor because him and uh, – What's his name? Harley Reid. We're off doing Pilates last week. I was just about to say Pilates, if you mind. And um, (laughs) Reid was asking him a lot of questions. um, And Noah said, you'll be amazed at how often you get to come back to Victoria. So that's the one play. Hmm. That's the one bonus from our travel. Say we play a Saturday game in... um, in Victoria, and they usually do give us Saturday so we can get home, you know what I mean? Yeah, they give they the extra can stay day. And they can go see their family and stuff. Yeah. So there'll be 10 times, or well, let's say eight times a year, where they get to go home for the weekend to see their family. And they've been best of mates for a long time. For a while. As you know, I told you that story when yeah. I was away this year in oh, Europe. Yeah. That was a just unbelievable moment yeah. when I, I, I sat on a ferry. Had my Eagles hat on over in Italy somewhere. <laughs> Lake Como. Lake Como. And who sits next to me? It's Noah Long's uncle. Yeah. And, he, and he's just said to me, he said, oh, you follow the Eagles, do you? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, my nephew plays there. And he says, oh, I said, who's that? He goes, oh, Noah Long. I said, oh, we love him. We think he's great. So he said, oh, he's great mates with um, Harley Reid and yeah. uh, talk every week. And that it, was halfway through the year. It's funny. We always talk about fine at diamond in the rough. And I really, even after just a season, you can, he almost is our diamond in the rough. And um, little tidbit too, do you know who else Harley Reid and Noah Long are good friends? Nate Caddy. So if we could somehow get a late top 10 pick and get the, that trio that are all good mates, uh, that'll be interesting. I, I can't I, see it happening because Caddy's rated quite high. And I was big on Nate, Nate yeah, Caddy, yeah, well, you, you know, how big I was on him. But... We've got a lot of his sort of players in our team, so I just that's where I'm looking. I know they got the rankings out. Well, we're going to talk about the draft now. So with the draft ranking, and that's all it is, kids out there and gentlemen and older people, um, they're not mock drafts that are getting put out there. They're ranking. So once uh, all the clubs have got pretty close to what their picks are, then you will try to work out where players are going to go. Um, before... Trades started uh, a week and a half ago. We had picks 119, 35, 38, 54, 57. And now, Dan, what's that turned into? Uh, give me one second, I'll pull it up. <laughs> it's a bit distracting. <laughs> um, so, obviously, disappointing, but they've obviously added all these, um, sadly, these picks and compensation picks, which has yep. put us right back. Compromising so, the draft. Yeah, exactly. So already our second pick is now at 23. So we've got pick one, pick 23, pick 37, and pick 58. So we'll obviously have later picks than that if we want to pick at the end. Um, 23, funny enough, is still the first pick of the second round. So And people love that it, first it, pick. It, it's, just, it's an mm. awkward position because that will probably get pushed back maybe to 27 even with the cami picks. And it will be funny – because it's done separate nights, most people realise that. 
like the second round is going to start at pick 27 on the second night. To me, that's really uh, a little bit mind-boggling and a bit of an indicator of a broken system, if you ask me. Yeah, they've got to fix this um, compensation thing. If if they're going to go free agents, maybe every, just every player gets an end of second round pick or something. Mm. And it's just unfortunate for the clubs, but it, it's bullshit. It it's um, it's lot- not fair on the clubs. It's not fair on the players. Um, and the contracts, well, they want to know rorted or put stringent rules in there. Well, you look at a, a player like Mackay gets pick. Th- he gets trade. He gets a pick three compensation for North Melbourne. The thing, the thing, the reason why he gets pick three is because they finished so low, right? I understand all this and understand what he gets in that. But then you compare going back to Buddy Franklin, who went to Sydney for a million bucks. And I know Hawthorne had just won a flag, couple of flags and that. Yeah. But you're talking about a three-time All Australian at the time, three-time Coleman medalist, and a two-time Premiership player, and they got pick eighteen. Now, to me, you, I, I'd be saying, <laughs> doesn't matter where you're on the ladder, you, you're losing a guy like that. You want something a bit better well, it was than a, pick eight. It was the same with Frawley. Yeah. He went the year later and his club got pick three. Yeah. Turn, turned into right? racial. Yeah. And that turned into, yeah. Look, we got Bruce. Judd. We got 15 for Judd because we got, we always got Judd in and we got their pick three. Pick which, three. Which was, we yeah. took Maston. Then we took Tony Knott with their other, with that. But that was a trade, but. Pick. Yeah, no, it was became a trade. Became a Swans but great, didn't no, he, in the end? But, sorry? Not he's, came as Swans great, not an Eagles great, I think, no, but I think he's still a Swans great. Swan yeah. districts, yeah. No, didn't we get? I thought we got that. No, pick 15, oh, sorry, I'm there. Yeah, so no, we're going to go picks three and twenty and someone else. I don't no, want to disagree, but I, I thought I thought it was fifteen too. To yeah, we took Tony on. At 15. I could be wrong. Right. Yeah. With that pick, yeah. But yeah but he just couldn't put on weight. That was yeah. his problem. He was very skinny. But was yeah. it? Yeah. Was but they've they've got to fix that. They've yeah, got to fix definitely. a lot of things with the yeah. draft. See, and you know. It's not perfect, but you can't have a compromised draft every year. In four years' time, we're going to have a real compromised draft with Tasmania coming in. You know what I mean? So the thing that really they've got to get onto it now. The thing that really frustrated me with it all um, was Gil sit there when he was questioning on it, and he's like, "Yeah, it's comp- compromised. Yeah, we have a compromised draft. You control the AFL. Don't sit there and say it's a compromised draft. Mm. Fix these things. It's your job to fix. Don't just be like, yeah, it's buggered. Who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. But with the pick three thing, the thing that really bugs me, Wayne, is they go by like, say, like age and co- contract and money and length, that kind of thing. So he's only a free agent because he's drafted this year and played that many years in the mm. AFL. But then when it came to compensation, they forgot how many years in the AFL and when he's drafted is because he's born at the end of the year, like November, October. Should go on how so many they, games you played. Yeah, no, exactly. So they flipped it. So suddenly it's not how many seasons you've played in the AFL in the year you're born. Suddenly they're like, oh, we'll do it by the month. So they lowered his age to increase it because rumour was Eston was just under enough to get them that top-end compensation. So what they did is they said, well, technically he's not – Hasn't had his birthday yet, so we'll lower his age and pretend he's a year younger. And, and but a, if th- they can't have it both ways because if that's the case, then he can't be drafted at 17. So that means he would have to be a free agent for another year. Mm. But they flipped it. So suddenly it's, all right, you're, you're this born this year. You've played this many seasons. You're now a free agent. Or now we'll go from the month you're born for your compensation. And Essendon put an and extra could, year on. And they could then flip that into pick three, which does not sit well with me at all. And Tim Foyle had... I'll make this quick. Laura Kane comes from oh, Ruse, and this is what really frustrates me. You look at the changes. She comes in, and she's from North Melbourne Football Club. They changed the rules, so now first-round picks 
have to stay three years. How convenient is that when they've turned around and given them three first-round picks and another first-round compensation so they knew, and then they got ports. Hmm. So suddenly this team has, what, six first-round picks this year? Five. Is it? So ports, two, three, and yeah, then they three Yeah, they traded something out. they got five left. Oh, yes, because they traded for a second and a yep. play, didn't they? Sorry, so they got five. But let's say Laura Kane wasn't in... Involved with the trades though, so that's what they were given. Would it be six? Yeah. So yes, they did trade the future out for a player in a second. But so you've manipulated so they get six first round picks, and then you've changed the rules for three years, so they can't leave after Horn Francis debacle. To me, that reeks of collusion and looking after your own, doesn't it? Really. Well, look, all the I can say was is ridiculous. That the compensation was ridiculous, and I find it funny they changed it to three years when the ruse after the ruse lost a player. And they'll get six first-round picks. Well, let's just see next year when they have to do the same when the Eagles put in an application for assistance. Because mm. they will, they would have put it in this year, but there was two people at the club that have said no. Because mm. it was all about one? pride. Because, I, yeah, I, we're a bit prideful. It was all about pride. Fuck the pride. Yeah. Fuck your pride. If you can get the picks, get them. North Melbourne, get them. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Now it's, the barometer has been set, uh, the level um, next year. Um, make sure you give the Eagles two uh, future first picks and uh, a pick inside the top ten as well. But even that doesn't sit well with me that you have to ask. Mm. Yeah, well, If it's... you're eligible, you're eligible. Yep. Roos go begging to the AFL every year. Like, it's mm. pathetic. They go crawling to them. Well, you said we got pride, we don't do it. So if we're more pride, had more pride, and we got more respect and we want to fix things ourselves and don't want to go crawling to the AFL, we get nothing. If you sit there and go crawling to AFL begging for assistance, they'll feed you. But we won't get anything. I well, guarantee we'll get like a, a end of second round and they'll be like, oh, here's your help. We won't get well, anything. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I hate what's happened, but North Melbourne, you get, um, they've turned all those picks into five, so yeah. got to give them credit there to doing what they're doing. They've got no excuses now. They cannot. They've get, got no freaking excuses now. They cannot now. get nothing else now. Well, they can't. And they I think that's. cannot. Because they got assistance last year as well. If People keep stuck, forgetting. They all think you know what I mean. Tucker think, and uh, Logue. Yeah, so they they got assistance there. Those all, two picks were free. They all free. think Clarkson's going to be the saviour, but you, I look at Clarkson's last five. No, years Kane's at, a saviour. <laughs> but, but I look at Clarkson's five year last five years at Hawthorne, and they weren't that good, mate. Oh, well, somebody said what it, happened. Uh, he got assistance when he first went to Hawks, and he's getting so they got Roughhead, Lewis, Franklin, mm. Mitchell, Hodge. They got all these players within a space of two years. That's right. And they got assistance. So is he a great coach or does the AFL give him so much assistance where he gets extra first-round picks? Because that's happened at Roos. Well, look, coach is only good as his players. He hasn't won a final in seven years, as they said on radio today. So let's see if he can turn these that's players right. into gold. So if he can do that, then good on him. Yeah. Um, but, like, you've got to have the players. Um, I've, we've always said that. Coach yeah. is only as good as his players. That's so right. I hope we. I hope they get poached heavily. And. In three years, when these plays become good, I hope clubs come from because they've got that many first-round bloody picks now. But how you are they know going to play them? If they get good, how are you going to pay them? Yeah, they'll probably end up being McKercher and Sanders and they'll get more for uh, doctor above draft but, picks. Look, how many years have I been saying about draft picks? They should be contract to a club for at least two to three years. Without, yeah. Shouldn't be able to fail. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that's coming in now. I, All right. Like I did – like my team for I did like the three-year thing. Like, I'm just saying it's funny that comes in when Laura yeah. Kane comes in and she's a North per- North Melbourne person and they've swung it around so they have so many first-round picks. Yeah. All right, on our um, social pages, we did a couple of um, polls draft on the draft. Uh, draft picks here, split pick one for two in the top five. 
on our social pages, um, there's a couple of options. It was take pick one and Harley Reid, 48%. Pick, split pick one into two, top six picks, 40%. And a mega deal with a player's chucked in was 12%. Um, your views quick, briefly, on pick one or two. Are we keeping it? I, I say, keep, we, I say we keep it. The only way we get rid of it is if we get pick two and another pick in the top five. Well, I mean, to me, it's three picks under 13. Mm-hmm. Nothing less. And you, in that, you've got to have two in the top five. Yeah, and one's got to be two or – yeah, it's got to be two. Mm. Can't be three. It's got to be two. Yep. I can't understand how even Ruse could get that two and three. To me, two and three. I don't think it's happening. That's it. I don't yeah. think – Or we keep one. Do I. I, don't, I don't want it to happen. Oh. Well, Ruse no, basically – if they, if they do go and give us pick two and three, I'll take that. Yeah. But it, it I wouldn't accept anything else. Yeah, and I don't think they will. I don't need to. If this guy's as good as what everyone says, you just take him and you back the the system in. But the funny thing is, he there's so much hype. He doesn't need to be that good. He's going to be a great player. He doesn't have to be the best in draft. It's just you're getting the the best rated player. He he is that great. He doesn't have to be a star. He just needs to be good. Yep. And that's what we're getting. I, I think he, if we get him, I think he'll be like Sam Walsh when they Carlton took him. Yeah. I think that's what hit Harley Reid will be to us. Yeah, look, he's going to add He'll to us. It doesn't matter. He's going to add to us. He's twice as good as any top ten player in this in this draft. Well, they rate him better than Ashcroft, better than Horn Francis, behind Dacos, ahead of – they went through the number yeah. one picks. And I think they went through about five or six of them and they rate him second without even being picked yet. Yeah. So that's amazing. All right, another poll we had on our socials was Captain Witten. We've talked about it a few times. So who is the next captain 2024? Shuey has stepped down because he's retired now. The polls were Oscar, 47%, Duggan, 26 Brass, 21 And the others were 6% were Gov and TK, which I was surprised with yeah. uh, TK. So if you change your opinion because no. um, someone's telling me Brass is getting it. I hope he doesn't. Uh, if if Simo's Simo's really serious and gone with youth, he should be giving it to Oscar. Oscar should be the captain. I right? can't because see how you could give it to Brass. Brass halfway through he asked for a trade. Well, he no, he did. He, did. he, he, he got did. his manager's speech. But he's turned around and said, maybe that's yeah, what he, they. He, he did, but but maybe that's why he said we're going to offer the captain. Would you want Oscar? Yeah, but what, I'm just saying from the club's point of view, why would you give it to a player that wanted out? Mm. Like, yeah. I'm not disrespecting Brass. That's I know. I, I to me, Oscar I agree. Allen, he was a head boy. He shows yep. it. We've talked about it before in other games where he's ran, sprinted the midfield to talk to Yo, then sprints back to the forward line. You know, if there's a player kicks a goal, he's always usually the first one there to congratulate. He's got leadership all over him. If we're dinging about rebuilding, Oscar's got to be the man. Yeah, well, he's got to be. Um, and I'll be very shocked if it isn't. All right, we, we, we're in trade week as it is now and it ends in two days. So by the time you listen to some of this, all the trades have been done. I missed some today. But the Eagles, um, you know, we've got to replace nine players and – um, we got our first player, Matthew Flynn from the GWS. He's played 33 games. He was taken with pick 41 in 2015 draft. He played pretty good at the start of the year and then he got injured and then uh, Briggs come in and he couldn't get it back in. He's 202 centimetres. He's 107 kilograms. And, you know, the game against the Eagles that he played against us over here, I thought he did pretty good. Mm. And, you know, he's, he's a big, big man there. So he's he's come over with the right attitude and... So we get him for free. So that was good. Yep. It was a good good thing. I, I so like Yeah, I like that pickup. Uh, um, yeah, when we beat GWS, he, he got the better of um, 
Young Williams. Yeah. I remember that much. Yes. Because I, I remember that. I was at the that game. first was it first two rounds we played GW's second round? Second round. We were very hard on Williams. I remember saying he's gotta yeah. get more, he's gotta do more. And that's kind of when he kicked into gear. And we're like, oh, he's hitting double digits and disposals, he's playing okay. Um but to me now, it's like the pressure is on Williams because Flynn's not a forward. Flynn's going to be our number one ruck, yep. which is great because he's a good ruckman and he's a big body. But now it's like, can Williams impose himself up forward? And if he can, it's a great move. But if not, you've now taken Williams out the picture a bit. Because That's if it. he can't play forward, because we had trouble with our pinch hitters. We had to send Waterman in there, Rotham in there. Who did we have in there and they didn't ruck? They just there was a plan where they didn't ruck. They just stood there. Was it water? It might have actually been Waterman. Whether I like, don't jump for the ball, just yeah, it was Waterman. Clear. Yeah, but see, so we won't have to do that now if Williams can pinch it. So it is a great role to have and something we actually needed, but it didn't work with Gorn and Grundy. You, it, I don't think it worked well with Darcy and Jackson even. You've got to have one that can really impose up forward for this to work. Well, Bailey Williams, when we went back and I looked on the Nest TV, so the people who saw Nest TV back in 2018, which we were doing, which is a video cast, we talked about Bailey Williams. And we talked about him as predominantly a forward pinching in the ruck. Mm. So that's what they drafted him, so they're going to try and give him a go. And that's hence the reason I've been hearing Waterman's going to be getting tried back. Um, who knows? They might even try Marrick back. No, I like the Waterman thing back. Yes. I actually, I actually do like that move. He's done well, mm. but yeah. he's played he's played back for yeah. us, and he has, time. and he's done he's really done good, really well. And I wouldn't take Marrick out of the back, nah. the forward line. Yeah, he's got like, forward like craft. Him. I don't know. I don't if he's like got back yeah. Yeah, Waterman's a big boy. I think he could do it. Well, Marrick's a six foot one, six foot two player too. You don't take those who are showing. No, well, that's he showed. so that that's probably your reason. We you know we've got our tours there, so we just got to use them. But you made a good point. Dan, this is probably more pressure on um, Bailey, so he's got a massive pressure. And you know what? He, he's there. He, he can do it. Mm. He, he did really good at the end of the year. So, yeah. and it might be natural for him. And we saw what he can do with clearance works and stuff. And he's a good grab. If he kicks thirty goals a season, that's a win. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a massive season. And he don't forget have to kick the darlings forty. And darlings are going to be there for too much longer. No, so well, two years. Well, two years, two but years, yeah. you know, the, the, I think I. You're going to push it aside. I think I said last year, I think Bailey would be a natural going into that. If we get the good yeah. right ruck, yeah. he'd be a natural going into that centre-half forward position. So he was a free uh, hit. So we needed to add to our team. Um, with Willie Rioli going through uh, to Port Adelaide last year, we got Noah Long in. But Noah Long's more up up the field, uh, forward, small forward. Uh, Tyler Brockman expressed his interest coming home to WA. He's really good mates of um, Liam Ryan and he picked West Coast to come to so they did the trade and it was picked 44 and 63 from memory. Yeah. I haven't got it in here. Um, so, you know, he was picked with pick 45, I think he was, in his um, season when he got drafted. So, yeah, he picked 46 in the 2020 draft. So basically... You know, I remember back to that 2020 draft, we were all talking – I was talking about Brockman because I went back and had a look at all my pictures that I do on the Eagle Nation things and he was one of them. So I'm pretty happy that we only spent pick 44. I thought it might have been a future. So I don't know what your guys' views are on that, but closer to goals, he's going to be pretty good for us. Uh, There's a lot to unpack with this too and um, it's more about the noise around it. I'm so glad we got him because judge it by is the team you pinched him from like not happy that he's gone? 
Their supporters rate him so highly. That club supports him so highly. I must admit, I haven't seen a heap of him play. So I'm excited to see this 20-year-old kid come and play. You know, this is a young kid. What we gave up, because I've heard things like, oh, we gave up too much by adding that 63. I don't think people really realise how the draft works. Last year, only 59 players were taken. So this year is supposed to be even less. So that 63 matters not. Because we after that, we could have pick 80. It's still going to be the end of the draft, no matter what. And it was poor so Adelaide's fourth round pick that we got, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we swapped yeah, it was them a, something. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, we, it just, was, so I'm excited. Let, let's it's just a pick hold we're judgment never using. here. And <laughs> I think you said as long as it's not a pick under 40, Wayne. We, right. we talk a lot off air. Mm. And we got that. Mm. And people are like, oh, should have walked into the preseason. Clubs don't like doing that because no. you may have to work with that club again exactly. in the future. And you tarnish reputations, you damage relationships. You really do. So if in the future we a player wants to go to Hawthorne, they might play hardball and say, no, you gave us nothing, you walked that play of the draft and then make it hard for us. There's a, And that's why in the past you've seen Port and Eagles do a lot of trades. Not big ones, but just quietly, you know, pick swaps. Chesser and they got Sin, I believe. Um, yeah. We do a lot of pick swaps with them because there's that mutual respect with clubs. So doing this trade with these late picks and not walking for preseason, mm. it's about respect and not damaging relationships in the future. So I think it was a great pick-up and a great trade. If we were dreaming with Geelong, I would have walked in. Oh, Geelong's <laughs> a nightmare. Oh, Geelong, they've been a nightmare now just with Radicalia. That's why they had um, to play so much with Jeremy Cameron. Uh, mm. It bit him in the arse because, mm. like, no, if you ask this much for other players, he's definitely worth three first rounds. We, we had a hit at Dylan Robinson and the day before he decided he was coming to West Coast and it was on a three-year deal, but some they must have had another interview with mm. the coach and swayed him to stay and he signed it. I think Brisbane matched Eagles deal. Yeah. I haven't had that confirmed, but he was definitely coming to West Coast and West Coast were looking at a pick 34 to give to him. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a bit high. Um, there was a pick uh, talk of a future. So um, he's decided to stay the line, so we probably maybe dodged a bullet, maybe some might say. Um, I think he would have added to our, forward, um, our midfield, but you, you win some, you, you lose some. I think too, you look at when um – to me, he had a, had a couple of good had a couple of good t- quarters in in the finals, but only a couple of good quarters. Yeah. He was used, I think he was used more as a stopper than anything. He was, yeah. And but yeah, I, look again, I wouldn't have paid anything under forty for him. I, I don't want to disrespect the kid, but I do think we dodged a bullet. Would you like Robertson in that midfield, or would you like say Flash of the Future, a Reed, a Jimby, a Hewitt, you know, and Noah Long? In the under-18s, the coach wanted to turn him into a winger midfielder. So when he develops, he might go in there. Wouldn't you prefer these players in there with the Sheeds, the Callies, the Yos, rather than a Robertson? I I don't want to have a go. But I think they have a higher upside than Robertson would. I was thinking they were bringing Robertson in to take over from Yo. Yeah. That's, I, that's I, the way I, I thought because he played a lot of halfback in yeah. in his uh, Lark Medal season. He was halfback midfielder. So, but anyway, uh, we didn't get him. So, um, Eagles did try and have a look at a player called Eddie Maslick, who's a basketballer. You might know of him, Wayne. Yeah, I um, him. He's a big boy from Junior Up Wolves. Um, that they put him through his paces didn't work out. So, um, you know, he just happened to be in the right place at the right time. They said come down and try out. Um, they've tried it before with Brady Ryach. Mm. And a couple of others, uh, it didn't work. So you know he might go back into the waffle. So I, was say, these, I think these guys are better off going to the waffle. First yeah, have a have look it, there and trying it out there. But it's a it's a free hit because it's not yeah, on the list. That's right. Um, we got 
we're going to try and get a few through a few things before we finish up the show. John Westfall medal. Uh, it was no surprise that Tim Kelly won. He won from Oscar Allen, Liam Duggan, Jaden Hunt. Uh, the surprise was probably Bungo Hand finishing fifth. One vote ahead of Bailey Williams. Uh, Andrew Gavin, the top seven. That surprised a lot, a lot of people. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Brass missed quite a bit of footy. Noah Long. So there was no really big surprises other than Bunga finishing top five. Um, Got to say thank you to – well done to Josh Brown. He ended up third in the Waffle, Ferris and Best. But he, with a lot of other guys from the Waffle team, have decided to look elsewhere. So there's going to be – I don't know how they're going to get this Waffle side going next year because they're going to have to get a lot of new players because a lot of them are looking elsewhere, VFL and stuff like that. Um, Zane True showed you how good he was at Waffle level. He only played 11 games and got runner-up. Um, and Jackson Nelson next, he will, yeah, captain, he got the fairest and best for the Waffle side. But, yeah, it's a, that's a big job there. And Kyle Horsley um, has been confirmed as taking over the job as a Waffle from yep. Rob Wiley. So um, it's going to be interesting what happens there. So He's got big raps. Yep. Cole. And he was a great spy at Subiaco. Mm. Yeah, well, five, there five, was. Six-time premiership yeah. player. I was going to say, he comes from a winning culture, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, so, and he's been a development coach at the Eagles for a few years now. So, um, another news uh, some winged Eagles, McGovern, Yo, Edwards went to Qatar to see physiotherapist Ender King. Um, and I think a couple of other players have gone there now. Just quickly, that is a great move. This guy, he's 81, he's very old, but he's world-renowned. The soccer players go see him. Like, that, he's expensive to see. So those three go in there, and that shows – I love the commitment that. They're not going to Bali. They're not partying in the off-season. They're going to the best soft-tissue specialist in the entire world to do intense training to figure out what these issues are. I, I love that, and it just shows – the, the players do not like the position we're in and they're pulling out all the stops here. I think they're back now. I think they've already been and gone. Yeah, so, yeah. We've um, been yeah, six weeks since we've been on. So yeah, You've you, got to do it. Um, briefly on the waffle before I forget, things did change. Uh, we got um, – where was it? We got uh, five extra points for recruiting, which is bullshit. Um, should have been a lot more than that. Um, we can get – WA AFL players will be scrapped so we can pick them up straight away like Zach Langdon's, like they couldn't play for us straight away mm. if they were an Eagles. So this year uh, Xavier, Anil and all that can play for us uh, where they couldn't do it before. They had to play three years elsewhere. It's been crap, uh, scrapped. scrapped. Um, it's been increased our total payment for the Waffles from 106 to 147, but all the other Waffle clubs get 245. Right, so there's a difference there, uh, but then we do have a bulk of players that don't get paid within that cap, um, and there's a few other different things there. They they have changed it around, um, so we'll see what happens. I know they're still talking about other alignments if it's with a Waffle Club or Bunbury. I know that's still uh, happening. So it's a watch this space with the Waffle. So, but they've got to do something because it's not working. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I remember when these changes come in, I was like, yes, they're finally making changes. Once it's settled, I was like, it's still not enough. We're in so much trouble. And I've said it before, time to move on to the VFL. It's horrible. Well, Time the, to move. The AFL reserves is going to happen, I reckon. It already basically is. There's only South Australian WA that's not in it. Cause I've, Queensland, I've, New, Queensland, New South Wales is in it. On the yeah. weekend. Gold I, Coast won it. Yeah. On the weekend, I was at a Taekwondo uh, tourn- uh, Nationals. And a lot of Victorian people over there and 
couple of them are connected to a couple of footy clubs and they're all saying the same, the VFL. Why don't you just make it an AFL reserves? Um, they're, they're losing players. Uh, Williamstown and stuff like that find it hard to compete with the AFL clubs because everyone wants to play at the AFL clubs yeah. unless they're younger and they want to try and break in. And I tell um, you what, you could wing it too. So help the Sample and Waffle that when the game's played over here in the seconds, the revenue from those games then goes to the affiliated state. Yeah, just to help the waffle. Yeah. They I, could work it out. I think that's going to work well because I think there'll be crowds if you've got a seconds competition. Yeah. I think in soccer they have that and it's unbelievable crowds. So once it gets gone, and I'm not having a shot, but it would do so much better than AFLW. Well, basketball's the same in America, yeah, the, the NBA. Seconds, yeah. the, the, the college G football. The G League and the yeah. college are massive, absolutely massive. Yeah, yeah look, I think it's time that um, the footy commission grows some kahunas and start really looking – 20 years ahead. Yeah. They did a Boston report. I think it was called Boston Report. It cost a million bucks for the Waffle Clubs to get done and they haven't implemented jack shit from it. Mm. Um, the implementation was to make the Colts the second premier, not the reserves. So the reserves play at 9 o'clock but the Colts play at 12 o'clock. Mm. Um, they do it in the finals. So do it for the whole year. Um, put them in front of the player. You know, people don't see the Colts and they're the people that are going to be coming through. Waffle Clubs are just fucking feeder clubs. Yeah. I'm sorry, and you get All it's not like the competitions are though. That's it's, yeah. it's not the 1980s anymore. So it just frustrates me because you said the AFL's got to bite the bullet, but the club can make the decision himself. The AFL wants it, the, the, so if no, the, the club, cl- the club, Eagles, de- not demanded, but impose themselves. We want to join the VFL next year. The AFL will allow. It. They want that. They they already have taken those. Yeah, steps. it was West Coast, West Coast, Freo, Adelaide. Port Adelaide, Brisbane, and Sydney all said no well, when it first Sydney got mooted. Brisbane's in it though. No, they are now. But when when they first mooted it four years ago, they all yeah. said no. Mm. So then that NEFL wasn't working. So they said, "Well, you guys aren't even yeah. staying afloat. You got to join us." Yeah. And it's just the progression. And I reckon when Tasmania come in, I reckon you got an AFL reserves. Mm. I won't see it before any then. Just quickly though, like you're already seeing it. It would strengthen our second side. It would be so good for yes. our development. Because Waffle players would then want to play for the Eagles because they get exposure over yeah. in the Victorian clubs and every other club to help them maybe progress. As you said, it'll still be a feeder. There, there will be an age. Clark, do you think Clark would be bloody – or we'll use West because he's already signed. Do you think West would be signing with West Perth now? Or no. do, you, do you think he would be like, I'll play for the Waffle Eagles and go play yeah. under the scouts in Victoria? Yeah. Brown has gone already to the VFL. We spoke about earlier, yeah. who came third in our best of Ferris at Waffle Level. He would still play for us because then he would still be playing in the VFL. Yeah. It needs to happen. And the thing that annoys me is I actually reckon it will happen. It's going to happen. It'll be just years away, which annoys me. It's, it's like, going to happen. Don't procrastinate and mm. stunt your development. I'm almost getting angry. Stunt it. Mm. Wayne knows how angry I am at this. They'll put stip- You're stunting the development of the kids. You they'll, really are. They yeah. will put stipulations so it doesn't kill the uh, state leagues. Like you've got to be under 24 or – under 25 in, they'll put stuff in like that because there's a lot of waffle players that are 26 and above, but like your Boltons and stuff like that. So they won't affect those guys. You'll still get the better players going. Get, you'll get great players going to the waffle. It so. won't matter because it'll only be two teams. So once you're, you've got to play all your listed players and then you'll just have top-ups, right? So it wouldn't be a significant amount of waffles. There'll be probably, what, half a dozen each really good Waffle plays taken out of the waffle. And as I said, you could do it when the Eagles play here, they'll play at the Wacker. They will get a good bloody crowd, I guarantee it. 
And then that money, even though it's under the AFL umbrella, the VFL, the money then goes to the waffle. The tickets, if it's broadcasted, and it'll get broadcasted. I just can't believe it can't, is it done because they would love the extra money of broadcasting this. And you're right, the, all those American sports you named, it's true, it's huge. Like they even college basketball, college football, it's massive over their second tier competitions. We could do the same here. Yeah, well, hopefully the audio don't come through. Then we had this equal song for some reason come Tell on. You what, <laughs> I'm good at this. We've gone way off topic. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably saying that we're getting close to the end of the uh, the um yeah yeah the Kurt, what is it the curtain music. I'll plug it back in now so I can hear myself talk. Um, let's talk about uh, quickly. We talked about this off air. Um, you know. Nisbet is contracted to October 2024 um, and the big word is out there that Don Pike basically, it, it's his job if he wants it. So I've heard little rumours might be movement within two weeks, I don't know. Sydney really want answers because they've got to look for another season coach yeah, if he's not doing it. Him. So um, it's going to be who gives in first, is uh, Nisbet stand aside or I don't know what's going on but we'll find out in the next couple of weeks. Um some changes to our recruiting. Uh, Rowan Bryan was doing a couple of jobs, but now he's solely just a list manager and Dwayne Massey will be the head recruiting boss. So he'll be doing a lot. He's based in South Australia, but, you know, um, he'll be doing the mate, most of the work that Rowan O'Brien used to do. Uh, Todd Nisbet stepped up. He's been in the recruiting side for a little while, but he's gone from a junior. He's been in there 10 years. Well, so. I, I thought it was a boys' club thing there, but I did a bit of fame work, and he has been doing his uh, penance in the in the shadows, as they say. Um, Craig Vozzo, he's left to go to CEO as uh, Essendon, so there's some changes there. Um, Pratt and Nikoski have parted ways from um, assistant coaching roles. Uh, Pratt, I don't know what he's actually doing, but Nikoski just gone back into community development. Roles, uh, Luke Shuey's probably basically stepped into his spot, but we'll be doing uh, strategies on midfield on game day, so he's getting a bit of a, a leg up there. Um, there was a bit of a rumour, well, it's not a rumour, it's fact. Um, if you're playing for another Waffle Club and you're employed by the Eagles, uh, you either have to give up playing for the other club and keep your employment or you're not employed with the Eagles anymore. Mm. Um, so Alec Waterman, he's exercised that. He's gone back to Claremont, but he was a community development officer. So I don't know what that, if that's a full-time job or not, so it's not a big deal. There's Brad Dezeal, he's at Eastry Mantle. Um, there's Hamish Brayshaw at East Perth. He's assistant coach of the Waffle, Eagles Waffle side, a women's side. Not the Waffle, the women's side. So um, there's a big decision coming up for him, but he just signed a contract with East Beth, mm. so I'd say he won't be playing with the Eagles. But that might all change if it's a different CEO. Uh, it's brutal, but I love it. You can't – I find it gobsmacked. You're, you're, you're employed by the Eagles, but then you play for the comp- uh, their competition. Like you're, you're playing for a different club. To me – that's crazy. If you're employed by the Eagles, you've got to be 100% all in for the Eagles. You can't have half your mind in the Royals, and I'm using Hamish Brasher as an example, and half your mind on the Eagles. You've got to be all in. And that's our problem. We're in dire straits now. You you want to be employed by the Eagles, you're 100% an Eagle. You know what I mean? You've got to, And it is brutal. It is a hard It's point, brutal. But it needs to happen in my opinion. But there's a, problem, there's a problem with the law because when they did the write-up for the Waffle yeah. Clubs, it was in there that they could go off and play it up for Waffle Clubs if they were employed by the Eagles. Yeah. That's in their contract. So it's all in 
in before the lawyers. Yeah. It's just that Waterman's exercise, he wasn't going to be playing much, so he was going to go actually to damages, but now he's going to Claremont. So community development officer, I can't see there being a problem because you're in the community, you're doing things for football, right? And at the end of the day, the Eagles keep the waffle afloat anyway, right? So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, you know what I mean? So they're paying for the waffle clubs anyway, so what's the difference? But I understand where you're coming from, Dan. You know what I mean? I do too, but I think if you're doing your job, if your day job is to be the development officer at the club and you're doing that job to 100%, that you're doing your job. Yep. What you do outside of that. Yeah, you know, that's the same as yeah, me. But different. And this you're is there why I'm, for, You're there to play AFL. You're not there to play Waffle. I, I, you're there I, to play I, AFL. I've got the contracts. I had a look through the contracts and the way I was written, it's in the players, it's in the guys' favours, not the club favours. Yeah. So I, it's, no, it was written so, in black and white. So now they, it's the CEO changing it maybe. Yeah, but the thing is you can't force the Eagles to keep that employment. So that, there, there's a bit of a loophole there and that's they're exploiting. Well, but, yeah, I just – I think when you're in dire straits, you need help. You need the people what they're trying to do is say, to help. Yeah, yeah I know they what they're saying. They want Hamish, they want Dalzil, they want Waterman playing but for that squad. I can understand so, with the players. Yeah. I can understand if you're playing, but if you're not playing, because Dalzil doesn't play, yeah. so I don't think he should have to, because if you're going to make him coach, well, then bring him on as an Eagles development coach. But see, the thing is too, some of the positions are easy to walk away from. Hamish Brainsaw is an assistant coach for the female Waffles, AFLW, sorry. So... There's pathways to the Eagles. You, what pathways are there for East Perth? You've got to play for a few more years and then that's it. You know, where the Eagles, is like you're making a career there. Who knows? He could become so great assistant coach. He could do a Michael Barlow. Michael Barlow is now assistant coach to North Melbourne because he did so well in the seconds comp coaching. You know, it's a pathway, you know. Well, the – we're going to have to wind it up. We, we try to cover everything that we can and we're running out of time because we try and keep it under an hour for you guys. Um, the trade's got a couple of days to go. Do you think we're doing any more? No. Um, I hope not. I wouldn't be surprised. But, see, you can swap. I think it's going to be swap picks. Not yeah, you can pick, picks up so, to November the 10th. Yeah, so the – And then on trade night. That's I mean, thing. draft night. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some picks traded. And set it off fair, I think – a lot will be done trade uh, trade on draft night. I think if there's a player early available, we might then dip into our futures. Yep. I reckon if there's going to be changes, it'll be closer to then or on draft night. So uh, there is delisted player agents. So I know they are looking at a couple of delisted players. I'm not going to say their names, but I've heard two or three of them and um, we'll see if that comes to fruition. Um, I don't understand why they do that when they've got a couple of players that they were looking at weren't even half as good as the ones we did listen. So, um, mm. but anyway, that's the way it goes. Um, anyway, it's up, guys. Um, will we go up next year or will we be wooden spooners? I'm going to get this out now. Um, I think we Sorry, you go. Oh, well, I just can't see us going up too I far. We'll, we'll go up, but if it's up, it's probably one or two spots. To be honest, the only way we can improve is if we have the players on the park. Mm. I, I don't think we're as bad as we showed the last two years because we all know it's so well documented. I've never seen a team decimated so bad with injuries and COVID over two years. So if we actually have a fit team in the squad, your development's going to come from that straight away. Well, the last the last five weeks showed what we can do. I want to be bottom four, though, just for that yep. pick. We'll be bottom five for sure. Yeah. Well, I reckon bottom three, it uh, hurts me to say it, but, um, but we can show, depends if, you know, the last five weeks show what we can do. Um, look, guys, 
we'll, we'll do another podcast around draft time or just after the draft so we can talk about what we got. Uh, hopefully we're talking about uh, Reed in nine. I hope so. Yeah. Um, Number nine, yeah. Yeah, I missed that. I, I, I'm excited. I feel like he's already an eagle, this kid. And um, our, there's other players out there that, you know, people talking about Curtin. There's Collard. There's Colin Livingston. There's uh, Aston Moore. There's, uh, there's Riley Hardeman. There's yeah. there's a number of players. We'll probably do a few things on social media talking about who we want um, and then you guys can discuss back with us and all that. And thanks for joining on the pages. We've got a lot more people joining on there, so Spread it around and, yeah, just listen to out and push the podcast around and we're, we'll be no coming back every week, next yeah. week. Yeah, just so. quickly, we did quickly touch on it. Congratulations to uh, Tim Kelly on the John Morsfeld medal. That was amazing to see and I just – we talked about him during the season. I would hate to think of how this season would have played if he wasn't in that squad. Oh, yeah. Thank God he was there and he got reward for effort. Well yeah. done. And that, that's to the people who reckon we sold the farm. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for joining us, uh, we're Eagle Nation, and uh, until we meet again and talk again, which will probably be mid-November, we might do one in between then. Who knows if something really, you know, out of the norm happens. Um, but just join us on all our socials and uh, go Eagles. Mm, Thanks, guys. Yeah, the West Coast sky